on the phone right now. We have an absolute icon of Australian sport. He has done everything. What he hasn't done in sport is not worth doing, uh, particularly in the great game of basketball, for that matter. And we say good evening to Andrew Gaze. G'day, Gazy. Uh, good evening. No, that's a, a, a very uh, up and about type uh, introduction. <laughs> Sincerely appreciate it. <laughs> Not a problem, mate. Well, <laughs> you I mean it's not duly, um, duly recognised. I mean, you've done most things in basketball, so um, why not? And um, what a time um, to chat to you, mate. Uh, not only has the uh, NBA season just finished uh, today, we've also got the Olympics coming up. So you must be loving it right now. Yeah, it was a fantastic game today. I don't know if you guys got to check it out, but Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo was extraordinary. The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they won the title in uh, six games and winning four games in a row, and Giannis had 50. Quite extraordinary. For a man who's been uh, much maligned for his free throw shooting, he was 17 of 19 from the line today, and it was one of those performances that, uh, as I think back, throughout my time, which is becoming a lot longer than I care to remember, but it's um, it's one of the all-time great performances in these finals. So, well done to the Bucks, a smaller franchise, and they're able to get the win with uh, a couple of guys, he and Chris Middleton, and they've been there for through some tough times as well, so well done to them. Yeah, Gazy was here. Did uh, the NBA season go as you thought it, thought it would? No, not really. I, I think that uh, Milwaukee have been the projected champions the last few years, but they've stumbled in the finals. And uh, But this year, they were good enough to get over the line. I thought the, the Brooklyn Nets, with their signing of the big yeah. three, with, with uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving to go along with Kevin Durant, we just thought that that was going to be the team to get over the line. And, and probably would have if it weren't for some injuries. So, um, and and but at the start of the season, we all thought the Lakers, they were the defending champs and... I thought in the off-season last year that they uh, actually improved. They had a, some horrific injuries. Um, and LeBron James spent a lot of time on the sidelines, the sidelines along with Anthony Davis. So it was a, a little bit of a surprise, but any time you've got a two-time MVP in your lineup, I guess you shouldn't be overly surprised when the uh, Bucks got over the line. And as far as what basketball itself over there with the Australian contingent, who, who are you banking in first, Mills or Ingalls? Um, well, I, I missed the start of that question, but you're talking about two legendary players. Yeah, who's and, first picked uh, in your team, guys? Oh, um, well, I think that, 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 geez, you're asking which one of my kids do I love the most. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard you love them both, yeah. <laughs> they are both superstars and they do things a little bit differently, but uh, Paddy Mills has just been extraordinary over a long period of time and... He was um, an integral part of the, the Spurs when they won the title back in, oh, gee, 2014, I think it was, 2015, something like that. And um, and what he does for Australia and the way in which he continually promotes Australia, and in particular something that's very dear to him, is the, um, the, the plight of the Indigenous. I think that he is just uh, an incredible human being, and he's certainly one that um, I don't know whether I'm picking first, but there might be a slight, slight edge going his way. Oh, nice. Gazy, it's locked here, mate. How cool is this getting a chat to you? Um, I'm curious, with your illustrious career, in terms of your highlights, would you give me a top three? Yeah, well... Again, I sort of missed the start of that question. I hope you guys can hear me. But yeah, no, yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. I was more or less asking your top three moments in in uh, your illustrious well, me, career. Yeah, my 
my boyhood dreams is all about playing for Australia and representing Australia at the Olympic Games. And I was fortunate enough to do that um, five times. And the one that sticks out the most and would be the top of the table would be the uh, the 2000 Olympic Games, where not only I was selected to be the captain of the Australian basketball team, but I got to be the captain of the entire Olympic team. So that for sure is um, was one of the highlights. And any one of those Olympics could be second, third, fourth and fifth because they do mean so much. But I've been lucky enough to, to um, go play college basketball and I played for Seton Hall and we went through to a, a championship series, which is something, you know, playing in front of 50-odd thousand people and uh, unfortunately we came up short in the championship game, but that was an incredible buzz and winning winning a championship with the uh, an NBL championship with the Melbourne Tigers who I started to play with when I was three or four, that um, that also would be right up there. So I've been really lucky with the opportunities that have come my way. Yeah, no, that would have been special and quite, as you rightly mentioned, the, uh, carrying the flag into the um, ceremony, uh, for the opening ceremony for the Sydney Olympics would have been great. Uh, tell me, what would Paddy Mills be feeling right now? Would he be really excited for the experience? Would he be nervous? How did you, what were you feeling a couple of days out? Yeah, he would be. Um, unlike when we did it, and in fact, unlike every Olympics that I can remember in regards to the Australian team, uh, they usually only do it the day before or the, at the most the two days before the opening ceremony. So he's had a, probably 10 days to dwell on it. And um, I, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he would be extraordinarily proud and excited and just really looking forward to uh, getting out there and, and carrying the flag. He's, he's doing it alongside another Australian legend, Kate Campbell. So, so he's, got, um, he's got some great company as he walks around. But I guess... It's, it's the highest honour and he's going to have an incredible experience, but it is something different. To, uh, it's unlikely there's going to be too many people in the stands. And um, when I was carrying it in all the previous Olympics, there's been, we've had probably three or 400 people marching in the Australian jersey behind you, uh, the, the flag bearer. So this time around, because of COVID, it's going to be a lot different, but it doesn't diminish from the role the honour and, um, and and the excitement that he would be going through. Yeah, Gazi, I'm sure you've been asked this already. Uh, Liz Cambage and Ben Simmons, their impact or non-impact now, how, how would that sort of unsettle the yeah. team or settled the team even? Yeah, I think that, that they are both extraordinarily talented um, and both for, for a variety of different reasons have chosen not to be a part of uh, this campaign and um, super talented and ones that I personally hope that sometime in the future that they will pull on a green and gold jersey and, and play for Australia. But the thing about, as you would have heard many times before, team sports is that if everyone is not on the same page, if one of those cogs in the in the the the, um, the team are not quite committed or they have some issues that they've got to address, then that that can be to the detriment of the entire group. So I think that they they both um, are clearly not in a position where they felt comfortable going to Tokyo and, and uh, representing Australia. And I think that both of them would be bitterly disappointed that they're not. So um, it's, it's a shame, but, but like I said, uh, we, we wish them nothing but the best and hopefully at some stage in the future they will again be playing for Australia. 
What do you What do you know? Do you know any more of what it is, Gazy, um, to what's been written about this situation? Because it seems uh, fairly unusual that two superstars uh, won't want to represent their country. Well, I think that, that both of them would have their, their own reasons. Uh, from what we hear and understand of Ben, it was just a, a timing issue with him, and um, he went through a really tough period with the 76, Philadelphia 76ers and um, expected to go through and, and be competing for an NBA championship. And, he, and his form in that final series was, was not great. And I think the, the good thing about it, he recognised it, owned it, and he's going to do whatever he can to correct it but he just felt at this time that he's, um, he'd be better suited or, or his game would be uh, enhanced if he just took this time to, to work on some of those individual skills that that uh, where he came up short throughout the playoffs so um, it's disappointing but uh, I can appreciate some of the challenges that he, he's going through and um, you know, hopefully that he can rectify that and be in a better position next time to make a decision to play for Australia and um, and, and with Liz, it's just, as she has expressed, a, a mental health issue. And, and she's fighting some demons that we have great uh, sympathy for her and, and wish her nothing but the best to, to get that th- get through that period. And, and um, hopefully, and most importantly, her health is, um, he, he, she recovers and, and certainly her health has got to be the number one priority. Yeah, Gazy. Yeah, outside of basketball, now you're uh, doing a lot of a lot of stuff as well, especially with bounce. The, the great show, bounce. You want to give that a a good plug too. Going great guns there. I heard the chief talking about you last night, saying uh, how good you're going, and also you got some uh, other stuff going on. Uh... Does that surprise you, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's, we have a great fun on that show. It's um, I've been part of that program. I think it's been ten years now. So it's been a long time, and it's um, it's just a lot of fun. And for me, uh, I'm a Hawthorne fan, have been my whole life, and to sit alongside a guy that's one of the legends of the game, I think it's 1,256 goals he's kicked, and uh, uh, someone that I admired a lot uh, as I followed the Hawks and followed his career, to now get to sit beside him on a, a daily basis and have a bit of a laugh and laugh at each other and, and, and try and put a smile on people's faces. It's, it's, a, it's a heaps of fun. It's, uh, the show's not for everyone. We, um, you know, we, we, we enjoy each other's company. We, we look at the lighter side of the sport, uh, but, but we have a heaps of fun doing it and I'm just really grateful to have the opportunity to um, work alongside some of the, the all-time greats of the AFL. So, Gazy, were you, like, you just touched on footy there. Was you ever in doubt of playing basketball or were you always going to be basketball? Was there a chance you could have put on the uh, on the footy boots? I did. I played a bit of footy when I was at um, primary school and high school and I loved it, absolutely loved it. But, um, but I grew up with my dad uh, having a, a really significant influence on me and he never forced me to play any sport. In fact... He encouraged me to, to experiment and try as many sports as I possibly could, but I fell in love with the game of basketball at a, an early age. I was always a little taller. It probably wasn't been until I was about 15 or 16 that I become, uh, you know, I, I was significantly taller than my, my classmates. So uh, because of that size and, and, um, and, and, and feeling comfortable in that basketball environment. It's something that I gravitated to a little bit more and fell in love with the game. And, and uh, fortunately, I was able to have some success at an early age and, and um, as such, it, it helped keep me motivated. And, 
uh, thank God it did because uh, every single day I I pay homage to, to the great James Naismith because without basketball I have no idea what I would be doing. <laughs> you mentioned with with the crossover, like we've got basketballs now coming over to football, um, and it's maybe even in the coaching. You've done some coaching. Is there is there a time we're going to see where maybe coaches start crossing over? Can you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's an element of that already going on. I think I know myself that a lot of AFL clubs and coaches have called me up to have a cup of coffee and meet and discuss strategy and some of the training methods and um, you know ways in which that perhaps some of the things that happen in basketball could transfer into football. And the players, the skill sets, the hand-eye coordination, uh, there's a lot of uh, players that don't actually play a lot of Australian rules football, but when they get to that age of 16, 17, and they, the uh, AFL scouts see the raw skills, that they, they do a pretty good job of recruiting them. And I think that that's great. I think that, that if you can, uh, those programs, they're real healthy environment to be involved in when you're talking about the elite level of the AFL. And if they can find a pathway for them to develop that talent, then then that's fantastic. But uh, it's disappointing from a basketball standpoint because it is highly competitive. And right now in this country, the AFL have more resources than, than basketball. But uh, when you consider how many players that we have now playing in the NBA or in Europe and the, the, the quality of our competition in the NBL, we do a pretty good job of retaining most of the talent that we want. Speaking of coaches, Casey, who, who was your best one? Who was the one that um, you loved? I, I can see that... you dad. Lindsay, probably. I mean, a bias there, but you know, I see that Greg Popovich was your coach uh, when you won the NBA championship in uh, 99. Was, what was he like as a coach? And Was he the best one? Yeah, I, I don't think you should, I don't classify them as being the best, but I think that I enjoyed and learnt from them all. Yeah. The thing about basketball and most team sports, quite often there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's not a blueprint that you can just put down on any team and that's going to be the answer to all the team's problems and you, you, you're just destined for the success. So I think that the, the coaching is, a, you've got to be, um, you know, really flexible in the way in which you approach different personalities and strategically they're all yeah, incredible. Uh, clearly my dad's had the greatest influence on me but learning from guys like Greg Popovich, my dad uh, played for a guy called PJ Calissimo at the, the collegiate level and even with the Australian team, other Australian coaches like Adrian Hurley and Barry Barnes, you, you take little bits and pieces from all these guys and, and um you, you, you try to develop your own philosophy and, um, you know, but these days strategically and training methods, uh, they're, they're, it's diverse, but a lot of people can understand those. It, it's now, it, it, coaching at the elite level has got just as much to do as building relationships and, and personality as it does uh, X's and O's. So it's a, it's a tough caper, it's a fun caper. Um, but um, but I've been lucky enough to be guided by some of the all-time greats. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'd love to be in a room with Greg because I reckon it'd be either really funny or really really brutal. So you know, well, he, be... doesn't, he, he, he he holds people accountable. That's for sure. <laughs> the media. And, um, most of the time, there is uh, very little misunderstanding <laughs> of the message that he's trying to get through. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, now tell us, uh, what would the um, Milwaukee Bucks be doing now, mate? You. What were you doing a couple of hours after winning the championship in 99? What would they be Goggles experiencing? 
Yeah, well, when, when the Spurs won it, and um, let's be honest, my impact was zero. But um, <laughs> but it was great to be there and share in that experience. And when we won it, we were actually in New York. So there's oh. not too many cities that you'd want to be in as far as celebrating. But we spent the night there and up all night. We caught the, the, we had our charter flight back the, early the next morning and. Um, so most of it, it's, it's really just being with your family and friends and the team. Uh, the, the next week when you get back home, that's when it really starts. And, I, and although they, they won it at home and just the euphoria and excitement to be surrounded by your family and friends and all the fans, of course, they had something like 60,000 people outside the venue while the game was going on. So they would be feeling an incredible adrenaline rush, but... I think that they'll go through a period where that excitement's there. They'll, they probably need to go home and have a bit of a spell, and then the next uh, few days is when all the genuine partying kicks in. Yeah, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, any stories out of that 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 team that uh, you can remember that it's worth sharing or not? No, oh, it's a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, the old adage "what goes on the road stays on the road." So, uh, but no, we we were a really veteran group, yeah. and it's a lot different over there. It's it's. It's um, probably less personal when you win a championship over there than you do here in that the guys, a lot of them live in different parts of the, the country. Although they play for a city, uh. their, their hometowns are, are spread out. So we had a couple of days where we spent some time together. But, but by and large, um, it, 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 you celebrate with the city and then a lot of them are just looking forward to getting home to, the, to their home cities to um, spend time, more time with their family and friends. Yeah, no, fair enough then, fair enough. Uh, just last one um, about the uh, the Hawks, mate. Uh, you mentioned you followed them all the way through. Uh, what are your thoughts on this exchange uh, with the coaching and the coaching uh, change with uh, Clarko and uh, Sammy Mitchell? Were you happy with it? Yeah, it's a little unusual. I'll support the Hawks with what, whatever they do. Um, with my experience of being involved in clubs at elite level, it's probably not a process that I would have supported, but um, but it's it's something that I think has merit. It, 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 there is some logic to what they're doing, and and by all reports that they should be able to make it work. But it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's, it's something that um, from the outside looking in, uh, it perhaps wouldn't be the way that I would have gone. But it doesn't diminish my support for the club or what they're doing. I wish them. Nothing but the absolute success. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure they'll be back up there again and, you know, bore everyone um, to win another <laughs> premiership. It doesn't take us long, usually. We might, do, we might go down for a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it usually doesn't take us too long. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, and also, just on the Boomers and the Opals, uh, do we? what are you ex- expecting out of those two? Are we going to medal, at least? Oh, absolutely. They are both favourites to um, play off for a medal, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a medal from both. It's just the colour that we're uh, a little uncertain about. We're hopeful and realistic that they could both potentially win gold medals, which is exciting. And I think the Boomers and Opals throughout this campaign are going to be one of the marquee events for the Australian fans because they uh, have got a lot of attention and they've got a lot of superstars in both their teams and I think they're they both well-placed to do well. So uh, hopefully they can deliver for the girls. They've, they're, they're, they'll... Opals, they have won silver medals before, so and bronze medals. They've won a few medals over the the, uh, the Olympic campaigns. Unfortunately for the, the uh, Boomers, they've yet to get on the podium. So um, it, it, it'll be special for the, the players involved, and we just hope that 
the uh, the both of them, both teams, do well and stay healthy and can and uh, give us some fun and enjoyment over the next couple of weeks. Yes, absolutely. We do. We do hope that as yeah, well uh, as we have hoped and uh, loved every minute of this chat tonight, mate. Thank you so much for joining us on Yarra Valley FM. It was uh, sensational to, to uh, get your thoughts on a lot of things. No worries. All the very best. Take care. And, Thanks, Gazy. Uh, looking forward to the next couple of weeks of the Olympics. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Not a problem. Yeah. Five-time Olympian Andrew Gaze. Absolute legend.